Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Narrative Control Podcast. I'm here with uh, my friend, Rob Henderson. Rob, how are you doing? Hey, good, Richard. Great to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so this time we're going to actually do a timely show. Um, we did the Sopranos and we did some other things that were a little bit older. But this is uh, Succession, which was which ended, I think, a few months ago. And it was uh, it was like the hottest thing on Twitter. I wish we could have, uh, you know, I wish you could have talked about it back back then. But, you know, you had to get caught up. And I was just I was just uh, I had watched it before you. Um and, uh, you know, I genuinely like this show. I mean, I don't like, you know, like the hit shows like that everyone loves, you know, sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. But this one I really, really liked. Um, and I could go into why. But what was your feeling about it? Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed with it. You know, I, uh, multiple people had told me, oh, you got to watch Succession, you got to watch Succession. I remember seeing the promos and the ads and everything for it. And I didn't know what it was. You know, I actually literally thought it was like a show about royalty and like succession in terms of like a monarchy and a throne. And then when I, you know what? I got saw confused. what it really was. I got it confused. Wasn't there a show like about like a, like a, there was like a, a Texas ranch. Like somebody has a ranch or something and it's like succession who's going to own the ranch. I don't know. I thought it was with that. I thought yeah. I, got, I got confused with another show, but go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I, I knew that like Brian Cox was like, you know, this sort of like esteemed, respected old actor. And for some reason, like I just thought of it as like this sort of show about a monarchy. And then like once it got started and I saw what it was, I was like, oh, wow, this is like really interesting. Um, and yeah, I was captivated. You know, it was uh, it was an incredible show. Uh, it's like it's nice to see HBO like produce a show that that is popular and it's like sort of their flagship show now that's not about like you know, dragons and, and robots and, you know, like the fantasy stuff. I never really got into like the HBO sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Game of oh. Thrones wasn't really my thing. How far did you get in Game of Thrones? I finished. Okay. So I watched the first season all the way through and everyone was telling me, oh, you just got to stick with it. And I was like, I, if, if one season doesn't, doesn't hook me, I can't, I can't continue. So I never, I, I was never into season. fantasy. I, uh... I love the first. I've never been into fantasy either, but I, I, you know, you don't even know Game of Thrones. You don't even know it's fantasy until late, actually, because uh, the first season, I don't think there's any anything supernatural. Anything that's unambiguous is supernatural. Um, okay, that's it. Fair. Might be that type, yeah, or might yeah. be the second season. It gets it's pretty. Um, it's a while because I remember when a, for, for something supernatural happened for the first time. Um, I was shocked. I was like, oh, wait, this is, this is actually fantasy. Like the dragons are like, nobody knows if they're real, like stuff like that. Like, you know, so like they talk about the gods, nobody knows if any of this stuff is, is actually like real or they're just like, uh, uh, you know, people in some fantasy land and with, which with the same rules of physics that we have. But, uh, yeah, I love game of Thrones. That's interesting. You weren't, uh, but yeah, keep going on succession. This is, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I just people. like, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe my tastes are, are, yeah, I guess a bit more conventional in some sense. And that like, you know, I like a show that's very similar. I mean, yeah, most of the shows we've talked about are basically uh, in worlds that are very similar to our own, right? Sopranos and yeah. all the other shows. So, so yeah, um, this was, uh, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And the character development and the relationships and the the dynamics between, you know, like Tom and Greg and, and the way that they've sort of uh, developed Greg in a unique way. I mean, yeah, all of it is, uh, it's fascinating. Really, the only... Well, we can get into it later, especially, but it's funny that to me that the Roy family itself, 
there's almost no character development whatsoever. <laughs> but the outside, you know, the kind of outsiders of the family, Tom and Greg, they do show like uh, uh, sort of uh, dramatic character arcs and they change over time. Like Greg is definitely not the same person he was when he started. So, yeah, yeah. to me, uh, to me, that was very interesting. Um, yeah. So Shiv, yeah, I mean, Shiv, Shiv. there's a, uh, she becomes more, uh, I think she becomes more cynical. Like she's like, looks like she's going to work for that Barry San- Bernie Sanders guy. Um, Gil. Mm. So it looks like she's trying to make him present. And then like uh, uh, her dad, um, Logan dangles like, you know, the succession, you know, in her face. And she just like forgets about her, um, her political idealism (laughs) completely. Right. Uh, So it's like, it's like, uh, it was like her, she sold out, but it was like, it was like too, it was like too fast. It was like too, not even like, so I don't know if like she's just like simple. No, was it too like, fast? I don't know if she was ever. I mean, I know that she she professes to be the sort of uh, the liberal of the family, mm-hmm. but the fact that she was willing to like betray, like the willing, yeah, the fact that she was willing to betray uh, her ideals so quickly for power to me indicates that like maybe her ideals are are, are quite shallow, and that the yeah. only reason she was doing it in the first place was like kind of a fuck you to her dad and to her family and like. I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't really get the sense that like she was truly. Um, I know, think you're right, and, and her, her politics. politics were like her politics are like um, she's not very left wing. Like so she doesn't like the Bernie Sanders guy, Gil. She doesn't like him, and like that other guy likes him, and so she's like wants to work for like moderate Democrats, which indicates like she's just like you know she's whatever she's liberal because that's what you're supposed to be. But like she really doesn't care. Not not that centrist people can't be passionate, but you know it seems like that that's not what you know what she was. Um, and uh, yeah, you're right. And then, like, yeah, she wanted to do something different from her dad and her family. Uh, yeah, that makes that makes sense. So, no character development. Tom, I, I tell you what I like about Tom and Greg. Um, Tom, like at the big, like the way he behaves with Greg and the way he behaves with the family is such a contrast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is what humans are like because the fiction often doesn't get this. It has you like being one way. But he's like completely. I mean, he's like cowering and like weak in his marriage and with his family. But this guy, he's like he's like an alpha. He's egging him. He's like he's like you know just playing games with him. Um, he's you know he's like kissing up to like those above him, kicking uh, those below him. And um, humans are like this. Humans can be very different based on the circumstances, based on the nature of the relationship that they're in. You're different from your friend with your friends than with your boss or your you know wife or whatever. Um, and you know I, I think shows don't do a lot of that. And we see. Uh, like the first like few episodes, like I didn't think they were the same person. I was like confused for a while. Like the guy who like picked on Greg and like Shiv's husband, I thought were like a different guy until like, I don't know, a few episodes in. Um, oh really? Was, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm bad at like telling yeah. people I, I, like I'm always, I yeah, always yeah. have that trouble. Like in that remember a show where like everyone's the same race, um, like a game, like yeah. game of Thrones or something. I like often like, it's like one thing of diversity. Like I can tell people apart, uh, like, but they don't people. have it. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get very, uh, yeah, I get very confused by everyone. Whenever everyone's pale face white yeah, no bad, i i i thought that was great too i mean i think part of the reason why tv shows i mean part of it is just lazy writing like why characters are the same in every scene with every person uh it's sort of laziness but then also i think it's like uh it sort of helps uh the viewer like sort of like what we're describing right now what you described is like it helps the viewer to track them is like oh this is the guy who behaves this way this is the girl who behaves that way like it sort of yeah. helps with that and it's um it takes like a layer of sort of sophistication to sort of create a character like that um, and it's it's kind of interesting that like I can't think of really anyone else who is like this who um yeah who 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 yeah you you wouldn't necessarily recognize them depending on who they're interacting with um you're saying on the show and yeah with with Tom and yeah Tom is a yeah. 
like he was uh, very, I mean, like, you know, right away, the way we were introduced to him is, you know, he's trying to find the right time to propose to Shiv. Uh, wow. He wants to, you know, uh, ingratiate himself with Logan, the fa- you know, the patriarch of the family by buying this watch. Uh, and, you know, Logan is totally unimpressed with it and gives it to the, you know, that poor, you know, Hispanic boy's family or something. So, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't I mean, he doesn't seem to understand like the sort of the rules of the game. He himself is kind of a cultural outsider away for the the audience, like an audience surrogate to understand. Greg plays that role, too, I think. Um, the Greg character is still kind of an enigma, actually. Like, do you think like is is Greg a buffoon or is he smarter than he lets on? Does he is he like lucky and keeps failing up? Because we're introduced to him as like this sort of like burnout loser. You remember the the famous scene where he pukes through the eyes of the mascot? You know, he's this sort of yeah. like stoned guy in a in a in a like a goofy costume at a at a theme park, uh, stoned out of his mind, vomits in the middle of his job. He's about to like get kicked out. His mom like tells him, you know, go ask your what is he like his uncle or something for a job. He's a great uncle. He seems to be like this he's kind of like this of fail. The, uh, yeah, Logan's. He's the grandson great of uncle. Logan's that's probably. right. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's and so that guy's name? Uh, I can't, I can't remember. Logan's brother. Yeah. Um, and so who is Greg? Like, is Greg? Uh, is he? Is he a sort of, a, you know, idiot savant? Is he sort of, you know, what is he? Yeah, I think he's supposed to be like. I think he's almost nothing because he's like supposed to be the viewer. Like, I think he's like the observer in the situation. So, like, everything about him is like very sort of plane right he's like not too smart not too dumb um he's like sort of baffled i think that's what like what the average viewer might like find themselves if they were like just thrust into this family and doing stuff so he's like sort of baffled what's going on he's like scared of you know no, he wants normal stuff he wants to have like a normal job um he wants to you know, not go to jail um, <laughs> california pizza game. kitchen yeah do you, do you remember that scene with tom uh so he's, me, uh, he gets he gets so he gets the job. He finally lands a job with with uh, Logan's company. He gets his first paycheck, and and Tom sits with him and like asks him like, "Oh, do you want to go to dinner?" And uh, and uh, yeah, he yeah. responds. Uh, Greg responds like, "Oh yeah, I want to go to California Pizza Kitchen and get their linguine." Yeah. And Tom is like, "What? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, that's yeah. you know, that's not." He says like, "I'll teach you how to be rich." That was that was a good yeah. scene too. Yeah. So I didn't know California. I thought California Pizza Kitchen was only in California. I never saw it until I came to California, and I didn't know actually how they have it in uh, in New York. But okay, yeah, that's right. That's a good yeah, that's a good scene. So he's um, you know, yes, and I think he's very important. And you're he's like you know he's just like the vehicle through which like the viewer like understands. I think he's supposed to be average. Like by design, even his politics are like very normy. Like you know, he does not liberal. He's like not too liberal, but like he's concerned when there's like you know racism around, right? So he's like even that is like <laughs> he's supposed to be the viewer. Like oh okay, conservative. Okay, maybe that's bad, but like racism. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't bad. like ATN, which is like the yeah. stand-in for Fox News. And yes, universe. he doesn't like ATN, but he's not like so passionate about like hating ATN, right? He just sort of doesn't like it, right? Um, yeah. but it, like the, the really serious stuff, like, like, you know, the quote unquote racist stuff like that, that gets to him. Right. Um, yeah. He was so, at that, uh, that, that fancy Republican, whatever, that dinner party event. Yeah, and he walked by, he, he, yeah, yeah. he told, uh, Tom, yeah, someone, someone, uh, someone with an undercut called me a soy boy. <laughs> yes. And he doesn't know what that is. Yes. Uh, that right. Great. Uh, so 
Yeah, I mean, the, and the I mean, the politics of the show. Like, I guess we should we should we just uh, yeah. We, I guess we can we can we can bounce around. We can do whatever we want. So the politics of the show, I think, you know. So it's like this is what's interesting. With they're they're doing things at, at a few different levels. Uh, so the Logan's brother. I'm gonna look up his name because it's important. Uh, let's see. Logan's brother is named uh, e- Ewan. Ewan. Ewan is it Ewan? Ewan, Ewan that's yeah. right. It's spelled E W A N. Okay, so Ewan. Okay, because they're so, Scottish. So, yeah. Uh, so he is like. So I said that Greg is like supposed to be the viewer, but I also think Ewan is sort of the viewer too, because when he goes off on Logan. Uh, a few times about like you're literally you know he says at one point i don't know if he, he doesn't i don't think he says it to his face he says it to somebody else like you're literally going to kill more people than hitler because like you deny global warming on your on your yeah. stations right um and so like i think that's supposed to be the the viewer he's like the principal you know like for old prophet like boy maybe he's like the he's like the angel on greg's shoulder saying like don't compromise with evil like because conservatives are evil which i think is like sort of the message of the show but it's not beating you over the head with it. And you're supposed to observe these people and you find them much more interesting than liberals. Um, there's a, the episode which where they go to the, uh, the Pierce's, which is like a liberal family, right? They're trying to buy out the liberal family. Um, I think when you watch that episode, you know that you're, you're never going to want to watch a show about the Pierce's. They're just not interesting, right? They, they're just like you know, they they have everything's understated. They uh, uh, they uh, you know, they they go get their PhDs in whatever Africana studies. Uh, they want to do good journalism. They have like conventional views, like they you know, they don't like the men are not too masculine, the women are not too feminine. Like there's just a, a, a general androgyny to it. Like they probably don't you know go out and party and like snort coke and like you know, uh, you know have have a good time. You just feel like that they are sort of stand-ins for like you know the sort of uh, you know, sort of the uh, androgynous, um, you know, elite. Um, how else? Would you yeah, say? androgynous. I love that episode. Yes. Acceptable for yeah. HR. Um, and when I saw this episode, I said this. I said this. This is like the artistic depiction of my two two of my articles. Where right? why is everything liberal? And um, uh, liberals read, conservatives watch TV. Um, oh, interesting. And, I didn't realize. Uh, okay, so both of those. What? Uh, yeah. What was it about? Which one did you think it was? Uh, I was talking about because I told. I, you I thought you were talking about um, liberals read, conservatives watch TV. That's yeah, the one I thought you had. It's actually. It's actually more. Why, why, it's, yeah. It's actually more. Why is everything liberal? Right. So. So like. Mm. So. So they 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 come together. So the story is that these uh, this ATN the conservatives the Roy's the the main people in the family are going to buy. Um, are trying to buy this like liberal media empire, right? Um, mm. uh, like the, uh, the Schultzbergs or something, right? Um, uh, who, is that the name of the New York Times family? The Schultzberg or uh, New York Times editor? Uh, I think that's right. I don't know if that's like what they're supposed to be. Uh, uh, like that, that family is supposed to re- represent the, the the New York Times family, though. No, not necessarily but... the New York Times family. Like, like I, you know, it's hard to think of like a liberal media family like the murdochs like the atn is the murdochs they're like yeah. they're not the they're like there's do we have like an equivalent to like the murdochs in our media? i don't think we do um could be cnn um but, uh, but like, like who, ted, who, ted, ted turner? turner yeah could be i don't ted, know though he, i actually don't know his owner, politics. is ted turner even the owner of cnn anymore no he's not uh, no he yeah. sold it out but and, yeah, yeah i don't so, uh 
But anyway, well, I, yeah, I, I yeah. think that's sort of the point. Like they don't have like a there, there's nobody like the liberal people who own the media are like not prominent enough to be sort of like you know celebrities. They're sort of it's it's sort of a class thing where like you're showy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's gauche. Something. It's gauche to be well known and to be in the in the limelight that way. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, right. So, like, you know, this is one difference, right? So it's like I think they're 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 more, uh, you know, the Pierces are just the Pierces. Like, they're not like there's not like Logan Roy. It's like the, they have that woman, like the matriarch of the family. But it's like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're seen as a collective. Well, the the Roys have a very hierarchical male on, you know, uh, uh, father on top, and then you know the kids, right? Um, and then you know there's there's clear where everyone where everyone stands. Um, and like the way they interact with each other. So like, it's like, you know, the, the, the people who want to, um, so the, uh, the Roy family, they just, they're in, they're in it basically for the money. You can tell, like, it's not like none of them thinks about politics much at all. Like very rarely. Right. Like they'll, oh, they'll make like snide comments about like, you know, this or that, um, you know, or, you know, but it's not like they read you ever see them reading the newspaper and being like, Oh my God, I'm so angry about this cancel culture or whatever it's just it's just it just doesn't matter like they think they probably think yeah, they don't culture. care they think it's stupid they definitely think it's stupid and if they vote they you know they probably vote for they probably like trump um you know i think trump is the perfect actually perfect for for their their station right? <laughs> well their, i've heard their, that people uh people uh like they watch succession and and think that like that's what the trumps are really like or something like that like donald trump is logan roy like that kind of thing well i mean you know, i don't like, think I don't know. people misinform people because i don't think people would think trump is like that on top of things yeah. i mean i don't know, if, I don't know if <laughs> but I, I think people watch that and think that like that is like the sort of like you know twisted mirror of like the trump family or like that's like what evil rich right-wingers are really like yeah. you know behind closed doors or something but yeah, yeah. and so so yeah so this, i mean so the difference i mean but but the pierce family they don't want to sell because they have some kind of idea about what journalism is and what it should be and they do not like atn which they see as sort of like a kind of fox news sensationalist you know, kind of a uh, kind of outlet, and they and they don't want to be part of that. And this like matters a lot to them. And like you know, one of them is like you know the the funny scene where he's getting he oh, says I'm going to you know I'm getting, he tells the guy tells Shiv I'm getting my second PhD in Africana studies at you know Princeton at Columbia. Oh, was it was it Princeton? Okay. Well, whatever. One of, oh, one of them. Cool. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Uh, and uh, she goes, oh yeah, ha ha ha! Instead of uh, you know, look, taking the two seconds to you, you don't have to take two seconds to look things up anymore, right? You'll know stuff, right? And then that offends him, and that like sort of you know, uh, that sort of uh, causes problems, right? Um, but yeah. like you know, nobody in the Roy family is going to go get like a PhD uh, from Princeton in uh, Africana studies, right? They want to be rich, they want to live it up, they want to go out to nightclubs, they want to get dr- they want to get drunk, they want to you know, do drugs, you know, they're they're like normal people. They are like like liberals are like unlike normal people in a lot of ways. I think the Royce, they fit in to like people who just go into business and like somebody who stuck at rich and like oil um, or some kind of uh, entrepreneur or something. Um, and the Pierces are not, the Pierces are like rich people too, but they're more like the people who would have gone into academia or journalism. Like this is probably what people in their family do. Um, that one guy gets, keeps getting PhDs. Right. Um, and it, yeah, it it's matters. a more sort of intellectual cultural life too. I mean, the 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 who's the 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 matriarch of the Pierce family? She's like, you know, quoting Robert Frost randomly. Yeah. She uh, remember before the dinner started, she um, instead of Grace, they quoted a line from Shakespeare. You yeah. know, like it's it's the sort of like like uh, highbrow, 
like intellectual, uh, like culturally yeah. sophisticated. Roy, Logan, Logan reads, does, doesn't he like, what is he like? Is it the, uh, the biographies of MacArthur or Penn? Doesn't somebody buy him a Penn or MacArthur? Which one, which one is it? Biography? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. He's like, oh, another one of those. Let me see. Uh, Logan Roy. <laughs> does he not read? Does Logan no, he does read? read. He like loves the biographies of a uh, biography of one general. Let me see which, which it is. Uh, Logan Roy. Okay. Uh, MacArthur would seem to uh, Douglas MacArthur. That seems to make more sense for Logan than uh, although Patton, Patton himself. I mean, Patton would work. He was also too. a kind of strong man. Uh, who did Logan Roy? Which books does which books? I feel like a lot rides on this, so I'm looking it up. Which books does? Yeah, there are many Roy. books depicted in. Uh, yeah, there are not many. That's true. Um, which I guess is supposed to be like you're saying, right? Like they're not uh, an intellectual family. Okay, so here's an entire article. Here's an entire article on like which books appear in the in the uh, show. Uh, hmm. so, so Logan Roy, he's reading Meditation by Marcus Aurelius. Yes, I can see him reading that. I can see him reading some of the classics, right? Logan reads Meditations, really. Uh, says he is. He says at some point he's reading. Here, let me send you the link. We can look at it. Interesting. It yeah, that uh, that surprises me because I mean that's sort of like, isn't that uh, like a variant of Stoic philosophy? Oh, yeah, okay, I guess I can arguably that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, oh no, no this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is um. Uh, wait a minute. No, this is this is a fantasy thing. Okay. This is uh. This is. Oh just yeah, a, that makes more what sense. They should be reading. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that. this is uh, you know, actually reading Wolf Hall. I don't remember any of these books. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't recall these books being shown on the series. Um, okay, well, I but did, but yeah, uh, the uh, the Pierce family was like, yeah, they, they they made all these like very interesting sort of like blue blooded references. There was, um, uh, let's see, guests were served uh, a, a cocktail called Hank Pierce's Break Bumper, which was supposedly uh, a, a recipe stolen from Teddy Roosevelt's valet. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like all of these kind of like obscure cultural references, like, oh, here's this cocktail that only we know about because, you know, it's, you know, linked to Teddy Roosevelt and like that. I think like that was an interesting case where the, the Roy family was an audience surrogate into like this very like old, like wasp blue blooded family um, yeah. that really doesn't seem to be like they're either dying out or they're just um, not in the limelight as much as like more prominent wealthy families. Um but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the kids themselves are educated to... too, though. They're not like yeah, driving me crazy people. because he got he did get a book. He got a book, and he was like, "Oh, another one of these," and it was like a MacArthur biography. It was a pet, something like that. Um, the other one, Connor, is like he's like a libertarian. He's into libertarianism. He likes Napoleon, mm-hmm. right? He's like the more he's intellectual, but he's like a. Um, you know, his, his, his interests are different from like what the Pierce family He's like, he likes war. He likes libertarian. He likes like, you know, this is like, these are like masculine things that he likes. Right? Yeah. These are very, yeah. Yeah. That's and true. The Pierce's are more he, like. He bought Napoleon's penis. Truth. Yeah, exactly. I, I looked up Napoleon's penis, by the way. It's a, um, it, there's a, it's, it, it could be real. Like there's Napoleon's penis keeps getting sold and it's like, nobody knows yeah. if it's real or not. And I think it's miss it. Uh, wait, no, it's somebody owns it right now. A ur- urologist owns Connor it. Connor Roy. Oh, urologist yeah. owns Napoleon's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Roman Roy made the joke that next he's going to buy uh, Hitler's nutsack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, but but the kids yeah. themselves. So I looked up uh, uh, 
I tried to track down where they went to, to college. All I could find that was confirmed is that um, Kendall went to Harvard. Uh, but that was it. And he went to some like prep school uh, before that. You know, Tom went to boy. Cornell, didn't he? Did Tom go to Cornell? Oh, right. Tom went to Cornell, which which is, yep. you know, that was funny. That was a funny oh. little uh, detail they they added for him. Um, just like, uh, you know, Shane and White Lotus, Andy Bernard in the office, they, you know, they, they follow the trope of like Cornell being for the sort of like striver mm-hmm. insecure, you know, not quite a member of the, you know, the, the in group, the cool group. Um, and, By the way, is, and yeah, she avoid, uh, is she like, is she fat? I can't tell her. Is she in shape? I can't tell from the show. <laughs> the real actress. I, uh, I think it's she just has like a sort of, uh, uh, what, um. Mesomorph? Is it a mesomorphic body type? Just kind of a heavier, big boned. I think they used to call it, but I don't think she's. I don't think she's fat. I don't think she's fat. Um, like Hollywood fat. Like that's what I'm. I'm trying to Hollywood fat, maybe. But like, dude, if you saw Shivroy in like public life, you would think like, oh, that's just like a normal American girl. Maybe, maybe actually kind yeah, of much thin. better than a normal man. I, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna American say, girl. like, politics, yeah, yeah. By, by far. But like, uh, anyways. Uh, so yeah, the um, but what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about the Pierce family and yeah. books and sort of the highbrow culture of the family and. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, um, well, at one point, Logan actually calls the Pierces, he refers to them as those blue-blooded fucks, which to me, like, I, I, I found that an interesting line because Logan and, like, the whole family, like, like the whole opening sequence of Succession is, like, they're on this estate and, like, the, you know, the, the kids are dressed very properly, like, horseback riding and, like, very, yeah. like, shown to be, like, raised in this very upper-class milieu. And then, mm-hmm. like, but you can, like, Logan... You know, you can yeah, see like that he has this sort of isn't he an immigrant? He came from like wasn't he Scottish and he came to the US and had nothing basically? Yeah, yeah. He was he was a you know, raised in like poor working class Scotland and like built the empire himself and seems to have like some you know, he holds on to some sort of bitterness from his class origins and yeah, like like saying terms like those blue blooded fucks and like they drive by his childhood home and he refuses to get out. And like that may not necessarily be because of class, because there were signs. Um, I think in season one, you see Logan um, climbing out of the pool, and he had all these scars on his back, which I think were to indicate that like he was basically abused as a kid. And I guess like you know the the viewer is supposed to, yeah. This was uh, I think the end of season one. He climbs out of a swimming pool, and there's all these scars on his back. And I think the viewer is supposed to you know, infer that maybe part of why Logan is who he is, is because he was, you know, brutally mistreated. And he makes reference to this throughout the show, too, of like, you know, I know things about people that you don't know. And that's why I'm able to, you know, do what I do. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a, you know, a different, you know, different upbringing than than the the sort of uh, older generation of the Pierce family, right? That that was like generational wealth that uh, that the Roy's don't have. Right. And, and I've seen so, this with like uh like like there were th- there was this article in the Wall Street Journal about uh what they wear like these black caps and like the sort of clothes that they wear and it's like uh mm-hmm. you know they they follow fashion trends basically and and like real like blue bloods don't actually do that right like they have like this sort of timeless understated plain quality um uh, yeah. Yeah. So the yeah so i mean to finish like yeah that so that episode i think it like i think it just demonstrates like i think this is realistic i mean i think this is like 
you know, if you look at like the Murdoch family, you don't see like, I mean, you don't see like real ideology. You do see like, even like the stuff, like they say, like one of the Murdoch kids is like more conservative and one is more uh, liberal. Um, but it's like, it's like a family thing. You know, he's like, even like the way that Trump, like he, you know, Murdoch, like I think always like divorces a wife. I don't know how many times has Rupert Murdoch been uh, married, uh, Rupert Murdoch married. So this is like a, a new rich versus old blue blood money. Right. I think they're, um, you know, I think that the, somebody like uh, the conservative side, they're probably likely to trade, trade for a new wife. Right. Um, and Logan did that. Um, yeah. Mm. So uh, Rupert Murdoch has had four wives. Um, and uh, Logan had two and as you know, he cheats on, uh, you know, I think he, yeah, he still cheats on her, um, you know, with that, with that old woman, uh, what's her name, whatever her name is, uh, that Marcia? skinny woman. And then, and then there's a new oh, no, woman. No, too, Rhea. Yeah, there's Rhea, but there's, he's, 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 uh, he's, um, he's sleeping with another woman. They heavily imply it's never proven, uh, uh, near the end of season three. Uh, yeah, the black haired, yeah, the black haired assistant. And like, he shows her. A oh meme yeah. yeah. I don't point, remember her name. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're supposed. To, I think you're supposed to think. Yeah, he's he's sleeping with her too. Um, and so, oh, so yeah, sorry. I mean, it's it's, it's the, yeah, it's the idea that like the conservatives, like the conservative quote unquote conservatives. I mean, they're really not ideological. Are sort of in it for business and family stuff and normal stuff and to make money. And sort of the the liberals are sort of trying to cultivate uh, some kind of image to themselves of like being above it all, right? And that that's like everything from like not not divorcing, you, not trading, you know, away your wife. That's to collecting degrees and like worthless subjects uh, to you know having sort of an understated matter and understated fashion. And but also shabby like, chic. The but New also, Yorker called the their fashion like, shabby like, chic. Yeah. But even like your journalism, like your journal, like you're, they're the kind of people who like don't care if they don't sell as many papers. Like they could do more sensationalist stuff, but they want to do like ProPublica kind of stuff, like, you know, reporting on uh, what's going on. So they're, they're not like, you know, which would you think you see like with the Roy's, you think whatever like is going to make the most money, they would run with, you know, whatever, whatever works there. Um, and so this is, this is, I mean, this is elite conservatism and this is elite liberalism. I think an exaggerated form. And I think that episode is just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful demonstration of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Roy's care about basically the bottom line, which is what is Logan it? says, right? He says, uh, "Take it? the fucking money." That's his favorite Shakespeare quote. Yeah, <laughs> is it? Uh, isn't Connors? Uh, he's he has a sparring partner in the Pierce family. I think that guy's like at Brookings Institution. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So, the Brookings and so, like guy. the poli- like it's like ins- it's like insider versus. So, like Connor is like a libertarian, like uh, uh, independent, like kind of guy trying to run for president, and like the Brookings Institution is like the most establishment, like Washington D.C. think tank you can get to, right? So this this too is like this is another kind of job that like somebody uh, in their world would do um, that somebody in Roy the Roy family would not. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I can't imagine any of the Roy kids. Uh working at a think tank uh, and doing that kind of work or, or doing a PhD, right? Like any, any of this kind of like intellectual, like financially uh, unprofitable kind of work, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't be interested in it. It seems like, yeah, I mean, caring about money is, is kind of vulgar to, to old money families, to blue blooded families, like doing something specifically for money rather than for some kind of higher social cause. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is definitely like a distinction uh, between the families that, that they made, uh, I, I think like, yeah, that episode did a very good job of, of, of sort of just like characterizing it. I mean, there was another difference too, where, so her name, Nan Pierce, uh, uh-huh. remember early in the episode when they're, uh, uh, I think they're having hors d'oeuvres and drinks or something. And Nan Pierce pulls one of the waitresses, the servers aside. And, and it was like, 
you know, oh, you should take the day off. Yeah. You know, you work so hard, you know, like, but she knows full well that like, like you, you can't take a day off when you're like hosting this other rich family. Yeah. Like that's the, that's a yeah. day when you would definitely have to be at work. But, you know, yeah. she's trying to like be this magnanimous, like kind, uh, you know, make this gesture. Whereas like, I think Logan, when he speaks to his underlings or any of the, the Roy kids, you know, like they're, it's just, it's a more honest, it's more honesty when they speak with their underlings, right? It's just like yeah. very direct, or very even, blunt. Like, There's none of this like kind of pretending to be yeah. nice. You remember when Rome tried to, uh, like he, he, he's told those like that Mexican family, like if they hit a home run, he'd give them like a million dollars or something. <laughs> with the check. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember right. that. Yeah, that wasn't it. Okay. So, so that was an odd episode. I don't know what they were trying to do there. Cause that was the pilot episode of the series, but when the boy failed and Roman rips up the check in front of him and then Logan gives the family the watch and he shakes the boy's hand and says magnificent effort. And I saw that it like, at, you know, it was the first episode. So I'm like, okay, so they're, you know, are they trying to make Logan into like a nice guy or like, is he, what? Like, but then he never really nice, shows I any he's other. Nicer than Rome. I mean, I think he's nicer than Rome. Yeah. I don't remember the part so. of him giving that watch. Okay. He gives him, he, so he gives him the watch. And then he, and he says his magnificent hand. effort to the boy. Shakes the his hand nice and, and like, right? It's pretty, it's pretty valuable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the watch, I mean, I, I get that the watch doesn't mean anything to Logan and like, he'll just give it away. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, the way that he shook his hand and like was very respectful to this boy. And I thought like, okay, that's, you know, in hindsight, that's kind of, I don't really see Logan behaving that way, but I, I guess Logan to me is kind of an inscrutable character because the way that Logan, um, the way that Logan, so, so, I mean, we're sort of bouncing around here, but when Tom offered to take the fall for Logan and go to prison and then it ended up not happening and Logan like pats him on the back and says, I'll remember. And I found that interesting, too, that Logan would, um, you know, basically like say like, yeah, you can bank this favor with me uh, because like Logan, he's such like this sort of cold figure. What, what, that, what in a cold know, figure do what in a cold figure like want to reward someone for doing something and like you know have i don't a, know because know, in other instances he says like you know he values sort of cunning and ruthlessness and ambition and so i could imagine another version of logan roy where like someone offers to go to prison for him and he thinks like you know like w- like what a like what a ca- like not not coward but yeah, like his ambition what a sort of weak different. thing to do but logan's ambition should be to reward people who do that for him Right. Even if he thinks they're like contemptible or whatever, um, he himself should. I mean, he should want that. He should have contempt for people who do it for other people and then probably mm-hmm. like people who do it. So like, you know, it's like Trump. I mean, it's like Trump loves like people who are loyal. He'll still screw them. But like he's like, in a, he thinks that he's still like will try to reward them or do things for them if they do things for him. It's sort of different. Like, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so mean, in, in a way, it makes sense because Logan couldn't have got to where he is without at least like having that sort of sense of reciprocation for for favors and sort of building relationships with people so yeah i mean we seldom get to see that side of him though he's nicer than rome i mean clearly you're supposed to get that rome is rome is like a caligula kind of figure Um, yeah although he they kind of soften his edges later on in the series which i didn't really you know i had mixed feelings about i don't know if i like sort of do but do, do they really what does he do that's like Oh, like, you know what? No, you know what he does, though? He does whenever they're like they're making jokes like, oh, dad's going to die. Ha ha ha. He's like, that's not cool. Right. He does have yeah. like this worshipful attitude uh, towards his dad. He does have a loyalty yeah. to his dad. Right. Um, and so he does have that, you know, and then this is another thing about the Roy family. They're high on like, well, they have some kind of ethics within the family, except like Logan sort of doesn't. I think he really hates Kendall. I think he treats Kendall the worst. 
and I think he hates Kendall because he's a drug addict. I think this gets to him. And like mm. he did, like so he wants Kendall to take the blame because he just doesn't care about Kendall because like he's a firstborn and he's like a drug addict and like he's you know he's insecure. Well, he's like, he's not the firstborn, remember Connor? Connor, oh, yeah, uh, Connor's, made yeah, that very clear. Yes, like, like, yeah, he's like not, not even the worth worth son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not even worth thinking about. He has a different mom, right? Um, Connor's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has an older, older mom. Yeah, we never. So yeah. he's yeah. So he's, he has had three wives then. Not 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 two. He had the Connors and then yeah. the other. Well, at least three. Maybe there are some even early. Like yeah. I, I could. Well, I, I don't think Succession would do this, but like, there's possible, right? That like later on we'll find out that he had an, a wife way before, and he has another. Or he could you know, divorce yeah. kids. Yeah, you he know, could we divorce. Don't really... divorce. This current wife was good. Yeah, was pretty old, and find someone else. Too. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I thought that like you know, well, each season the way that they structured it, it seemed like, it seemed like there was like. Each episode is centered on a different, you know, potential successor. So season one was basically Kendall trying to uh, to overthrow Logan and and basically like fulfill the I guess the deal that had been arranged before where he would succeed his dad um, until his dad pulled out at the last minute. I love that episode in the boardroom where like like Kendall is like sprinting to the office. He's on the phone. You know, he's trying to like persuade everyone to go along with loading him out. And Logan is in the room refusing to leave. And like, you know, basically bullying everyone and, and get, forcing them to cower before him was just like, I mean, that was like such a yeah, tense like episode. He had to like not be there. You know, what? I was reading a book. I was just reading a book for a, uh, doing a podcast on it about the founding of uh, PayPal. And uh, when they wanted to push Elon Musk out, um, a CEO, they waited till he was on his honeymoon because they said if Elon Musk is in the room, like he had to like go overseas because if Elon Musk was in the room, he was just going to, no matter what they said, he was going to be able to talk everybody through the force of his personality into keeping him there. And so it was like that with Logan. It was like they, he couldn't like, they had to like have everything lined up like right away. Like was he, he was there in the room he was there in the room but like if it was like if it was like uncertain like he would like change it right and then it's uh Ro- it's rome's vote uh vote at the end um that keeps him there right because that's just him exerting his will uh yeah. on his son and it, it depends on the time too like if if uh kendall had arrived earlier right it would have i think it would have been done right um and then I like he's like so. oh board yeah, he's like, and then he's like, yeah, but and then he's like, meeting dismissed, like, you can't do this. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. I'm not like the rules. I don't It was, yeah, yeah it was unreal. But, and that he could see, right? Like, he wasn't supposed to be in the room to see who voted which way, but he was there the yeah. whole time. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and yeah like, right. of he course, just, people aren't going to want to, they don't want to exactly. be, you know, they're not going to betray him to his face because of the sort of fearsome, you know, reputation he's developed. Uh, and so, yeah, that was sort of the theme of season one is like, will Kendall be able to prevail here? And then season two, was basically centered on Shiv uh, being the potential successor, right? Because Logan, you know, makes this false promise to her that, oh, if you leave this, you know, this Democrat politician you're working for, I'll make sure that you're next in line. I'll groom you for it. You know, trying to, you know, they were both sort of playing each other, I thought. Like, I thought Shiv was working for him as a way to sort of, you know, uh, stick it to her father. And then the the father, Logan, was basically promising her uh the the top spot as a way to lure her away from his political adversary you know because it looked bad for logan to have a daughter who was working for someone who's like an open and publicly avowed enemy of the roy family and of atn and everything so he but like yeah that was a that was an interesting move too and and i was kind of i don't know like the kids are kind of they're they're very like socially savvy and very cunning and ambitious 
but I, I'm repeatedly surprised at how frequently they fall for their father's manipulations because they're aware that that's who he is and they still yeah. fall for it. Um, yeah. I guess the reward. Like, she didn't get anything in writing. She she just like took Logan at his word and like quit her job. That was very. Well, I mean, yeah. well, yeah, but Kendall, Kendall eventually does wise up, right? He doesn't he doesn't just keep doing it eventually. Uh, you know, I guess he's well, well all of the kids at the end of season three finally get it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Shiv kind of like understands. And, and the three end, I can't believe I, I can't believe I don't remember this. It was very memorable. They were they were going to were they going to move against him? Was that what was happening? The end of season three. Yeah, that was the plan. And then they all, you know, agree that they're going to vote the father out. And then Tom betrays Shiv. And. uh yes. And then Logan basically was able to re or what um, renegotiate the terms of the divorce with the mother and basically remove like the the board seats from the kids, so that they couldn't uh, they couldn't vote him out and change his yeah his so deal Lo- with, yes with yes Gojo. Tom yeah I can't believe how bad my memory is I I you know this just ended a few months ago uh, and yeah. yeah I don't I remember being struck it by the last a, episode but it was very I, good. I watched. I had to watch that scene again because it was so like masterfully done, and the way Logan mocks his own children, like <laughs> yeah. he's uh yeah, Brian yeah. Cox. So, man, not, he's, he's not like it's like he's holding out like a. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that weird because he's holding out like a big reward, right? And they know he's gonna go. He's gonna pass soon, and it's like Shiv is looking around. It's like Kendall's on drugs, and like uh, Rome is like you know Rome is Rome. And then Rome is yeah. thinking like, oh no, all I have to do is like get past Shiv, right? He does, you know, for whatever, re- you know, however that's done. So it's like, it's none of them, like each of them has like a, a 33% or a 50% chance uh, from their perspective. And like the, you know, the reward is potentially huge. So it's not like, it's like, you know, they're, they're playing, I think the hand that they're being dealt. I don't think it's like strange that they're like buying into it, right? Because, well, you know, what else are they going to do? They know they're in a very fortunate situation. Well, I mean, at the least, are it, like, wouldn't it be possible to get something in writing rather than just like the dad saying, like, you know, I'll make sure that you're next to yeah, mine or I'll take care of you. Well, yeah, I guess like Kendall did technically have it in writing. I, mean, that, that, sort of, I don't know if that's even enforceable. Can you write a contract saying I'm going to like keep it from the board? I'm going to make you see. I don't, I don't know. know if like, that's there's got to like, be something. Yeah. It seemed like there could be something they could do besides just accepting it and taking him at his word. Um, but I mean, like, anyway, like, I, I guess it sort of is supposed to fit with the general theme of the show, which is that, like, you know, these kids are, like, raised by a monster and, like, somehow they're still desperate for his affection, right? Like, the mom in season three, I forget her name, but, yeah, the the kid's mom says, uh, you know, Logan, you know, Logan likes to kick people just to see whether they'll come crawling back. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what he does with the kids, right? He's sort of, like, treats them horribly, but then, like, you'll see them, him two scenes later, like, praising the kid. Or he'll, like, use the divide and conquer methods of, like, you know, when they all ambush him in the season three finale, you know, you he asks Rome to remove Kendall from the room. He's like, oh, I don't like him looking at me, you know, like, because Kendall is still sort of the black sheep of the family. He's the, you know, drug addict. And, you know, he betrayed his dad. And he's, like, trying to get Rome to remove him. And, like, the whole thing is, like, you know, it's interesting. The whole, like, dynamic yeah. there. And they're aware of it, but still go along with it. The mom is a mess, too. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love the thing when the mom, when Kendall like wants to talk to his mom and then she just like leaves and she ditches him. Oh yeah. Yeah. She says, we'll talk about this in the morning over an egg. Yeah, and then like, like yeah, yeah, she, she just vanishes. Like, yeah. well, what, what, what did he want to talk to her about? Oh, he wanted to tell her about the, how he killed the kid. Right. 
he was he was yeah killing the kid i thought that was i forgot yeah yeah that was such a great there's two ways to look at this there's two ways to look at this it's like like you know there's the modern like liberal interpretation which is probably the correct one that's probably what the what they're going for with the uh uh, producers are going for it's like these people are repressed and they should like talk about their feelings and like they shouldn't like be mean to each other and then like everyone will be like better and then there's like you know and then there's like this thing where it's like you're also and you know I, I, and i don't think it's ridiculous to think this is what they're doing too it's like logan you know is like logan's like the old people were just tougher and they they didn't need like they didn't have all these problems right and sometimes you get this when logan goes off on kendall and like what a weak guy he is and how he had nothing and like he never like you know got into drugs or anything like that right you see this perspective too right so it's like it's like a very uh yeah i think this is like a conservative versus liberal interpretation it's like you you want the therapeutic sort of you know everyone holding hands and loving each other and expressing their feelings you could take that as like what people should be doing or you could take it as like you know people have become wimps and like old you know the the previous generations just like were better and healthier well they explicitly logan comments on this too that like i well kendall says like you're jealous of your own kids basically like i think yeah this is also supposed to be some kind of like a, an aspect of logan's character is that he you know because he straight up says like i gave you kids too much and now you're all ruined basically like he acknowledges like he spoiled them and that's part of why they are the way they are and and then kendall says like you know you're jealous of your own kids for like how good their lives were compared to his but it's like it's interesting, right? Because like I think in terms of the politics, like both like like conservatives, I think would agree that like you can spoil your kids and turn them into, you know, whatever like overgrown children who never mature because kids yeah. need toughness, they need discipline and whatever. Like they need to struggle in their lives a little. And liberals, you know, just generally don't like rich people. So like yeah, they'll agree that like these kids were were spoiled and privileged and whatever. And so in that sense, like that kind of unifies them that like, yeah, like these rich kids, uh, yeah, they had it too good somehow. Um, and that may be like why they are the way that they are. Yeah, is that what and, liberal, I mean, it's not what liberals would say, or they would say like, because they weren't like, you know, they didn't like talk to them about their, like they had good things, but like they didn't talk about their emotions enough. Like if they just like had, ex- you know, I don't think liberals okay. think that no matter yeah, yeah. if you're rich, no matter what happens, you're going to be screwed up. I don't think they uh, think that. And then like, you know, the conservative perspective is like often like people have it. Yeah. I mean, that's like more of a conservative thing. It, just if you have it too good, no matter what, like that's just human yeah. nature. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're okay. Weak, yeah. You so know. it's like a repression thing. Like the reason why yeah. the kids are the way they are isn't because of the yeah, that's, wealth. That would be like a liberal interpretation, right? Yeah, the exactly. The poverty of it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can buy that too. I think there's, way, but there's, but... A, there's such a good quote from Logan where I really thought the show was right wing because he had like this rant that was so, um, uh, he had this rant, like, let, let me see. It was partly, it was the, um, uh, let's see here. So it's like, yeah, I wish I could, I wish I could, uh, yeah, I wish I could find, I wish I could find this, but it was so good. It was something, you know, just something about people being weak and like, you know, what's, what's happening to this country. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things is when he talks about like his show, like his, his network, he's like, you know, we don't condescend to people, you know, we don't tell them what they should think, you know, we're trying to provide them some news and provide them some entertainment. So it's like, he gives a defense of like the Fox news model, right. Which is like, you know, it's not something you see all the time. Right. And then you have like, this is what's good about the show. It's like, you do have the, like these perspectives and then you have like his brother, you is like, you know, global warming is going to kill us all and you're responsible. Right. So you have like that liberal 
perspective, like what you're doing is so irresponsible and evil, right? Uh, but then you do have this thing like these liberals are just like always condescending to people. They think they're better. They're not that great. Like you talked about that Pierce, you know, that disingenuous thing where she tries to let the, you know, tells the lady she can go home. And so there's like this populist sort of like critique of liberals and elites um that yeah. uh that well, you know, this happens not multiple times that like well that yeah. the scene you're describing is when he's talking with uh you know the bernie sanders uh stand in where yeah. he's you know he says like you know i understand people like you know if i didn't yeah. understand people then i wouldn't be able to make my yeah. nut like i wouldn't be able to you yeah. know be as wealthy as i am because yeah. or when yeah, gil well, we, well, we, like when we, gil we, said we, you know we, i i taught you know i taught economics he's like oh, you don't have to explain capitalism he's like where like a kindergarten or something like that <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You taught in kindergarten. That was good. I mean, like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and, and the other, the other um, sort of what lesson from Logan's philosophy was when he was talking to Lucas Matson uh, when they were negotiating the deal with uh with Gojo, and yeah, I, I can't remember like what what preceded this, but basically Logan said that like you know when I first came to America, I thought of like you know it was the land of like milk and gold. And you can make something of yourself. And now, like, everyone's just, like, soft and weak. And, you know, yeah. everyone's, like, uh, what was it? Like, um, uh, like either either too fat or too skinny for meth or yoga. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he was, like, you know, what's become of this country? And it's kind of, he kind of trails off from there. But, like, yeah, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's um, he, he gives voice to the concerns of a lot of people, I think, not even necessarily older generation. I think younger people are kind of sensing the, the sort of spiritual decline. You know, when one scene I really liked, I think you'll like this too. When uh, when uh, Rome accidentally sends his uh, dick pic to uh, uh, to Logan, and then <laughs> that scene was incredible. Yeah, and they're talking about it afterwards, and like he's like, "What are you?" You know, like Sonny's like trying to get him to explain himself, and he's like, "You know, it's a it's a dick pic. You know, do you know what that is?" He's like. Uh, Yes, I run like all these tabloids. I think we probably invented the term. So it's like you yeah. think this old guy is like out of touch. Like this is another thing, but like yeah. no, he invented the thing that like everyone is doing and everyone is talking about. I thought this was like yeah. this cool thing, like between the generations. Like it's not like he doesn't know anything about your world. Like he gets it. He create. He helped create it actually, um, yeah. and he still sort of gets it. And you know, you're not gonna like get out of it, <laughs> but based based on just the idea that you don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And- I, and he handled it surprisingly I don't, I don't want to say handled it well but he handled it in a very like you know like he was just like what the fuck is this like just explain yourself like what's like what's wrong with you and then yeah. like later you know he asks like you know what is it is, is it all screens are up the ass with you like what's wrong with you why can't <laughs> he said like do you need to get yourself straightened out <laughs> like yeah <laughs> don't don't tell me he said like don't tell me i don't want to know like you know whatever your sexual proclivities are yeah. um yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, that whole season three kind of like so. So, yeah, Shiv, I thought was like, you know, kind of the potential successor of season two. And then for season three, I think they tried to frame it around Roman. Uh, he was sort of more of a protagonist in season three. But then like he failed, too. And there were like a couple of interesting moments with him where like when when Roman... Did he fail? Where where did he fail? It was was it the, he was I thought he was doing good until the it was with Gojo. I, so so what happened or with uh, with Lucas Matson right like the the tech guy. So Roman yeah. meets up with Lucas Matson at his like you know his villa or whatever on his on his island, and yeah. like the first thing he says is nice place, and Lucas says something about like yeah it's nice but I'm not really happy or something like that, and then later when Logan shows up, so Logan and Roman both show up to meet with Lucas Matson. 
and you know they start talking and and logan like says something like what you want me to tell you how nice your place is like i don't i don't do that shit something like that and uh and i think like lucas respects him for that like you know roman was trying to flatter him but logan just cuts right to the chase and then later when they're negotiating lucas makes this like gesture to like to wrote to logan to like tell roman to to go away basically like mm-hmm. i don't want him like around when we're negotiating this deal yeah. And then I think at that point, Logan kind of accepts that, like, yeah, Roman doesn't really have it either. I mean, I think you can see why the kids are like, you know, why he's not handing it over to these kids, because they're they're, they're not as good at, as him at this they're not, thing. They're like, not business had, savvy. Like exactly. Him. I mean, Kendall probably comes the closest, but, you know, he's an addict and he's like very yeah. like. You know, I, think Rome, I think Rome and... comes the closest, actually. Rome has problems, but, like, in his instincts and his ability to deal with people and read people. Like, Kendall, you know, and so, like, I think that's – I think he's, like, leaning toward – I think he wants it to be Rome. I think he thinks it's – he thinks, you know, Shiv, he's got to string along. Um, uh, but, you know, she's, like, okay, maybe she'll be, like, upper management or whatever. But he thinks Rome, like, has this ability to read people, has the vision – has he, but he's got problems. He's a, you know, a pervert and he's, uh, you know, yeah. he's, he's sometimes lazy, and but a weird pervert, right? He can't have sex. Like there's, you know, there's the whole like, uh, subplot with him and, and, and yeah, uh, we should talk about uh, the should, girlfriend who never about, fucks. Yeah. We should yeah. talk about that, but he's not, but yeah, but I think that like, like he sees like Rome as like, like Kendall is like, I think he's such a great character because he's so, he's such a like try hard. You can see like why he's addicted to drugs. Like he is like, you know, he's listening he's to him. Very tight. Like, yeah. He's strung very tight, but there is a deep, deep insecurity in him. Like even Rome is like supposed to have problems, but Rome knows who he is. And like, is comfortable with these, I think even beyond like, maybe he has some weird sexual things, definitely. But like he, you know, in his day to day life seems more at peace with himself a lot more than Kendall. Um, who just seems to, you know, just have these weaknesses and this desperation. Well, to be well, okay. To be fair, like, I mean, Kendall, I mean, of course all of those things are true, but I mean, Kendall was also, especially in season two and to some extent in season three, like dealing with like killing the waiter and like covering it up. I think like, you know, because part of season just... one was like him trying to like basically take the company from his father and then he was he was weak, right? Like he went to his father for help to cover up this crime, and now he's sort of indebted to this man that he hates. Yeah. So like, so not only did he kill someone, but now he's sort of like, you know, uh, was like this sort of pathetic figure who had to go to his daddy for help, yeah. and now he and has to broken. work for this man, he's... and he's broken. And then like, yeah, there was just like a, a string of events that made Kendall like, because I thought season one Kendall was like. He was a different guy, I thought, like more, you know, kind of confident. And I mean, he did like risk it all to get his dad out of there. Um, yeah. But yeah. He's not, yeah, yeah. But he's, I, yeah. He so kind of yeah, You're right. That's a good. That's a very good point. So, yeah, he is. He is different. He is broken after after that event. Um, but he what? But he did. I mean, there are things in the past, like he did have, you know, drug issues before he um, yeah. and he, you know, the way he reacted, even the way he reacted, like the fact that he was like so broken, like after like, I think if Logan accidentally kills somebody, I think he moves on. I think Logan at any age, like kills someone like doesn't care, even if he has to like submit yeah. and like, well, has to, like, I'm curious about like the what the, the like the dynamic was like growing up. I mean, they, they frequently hint at it. But like there was that scene, I can't remember, season two, I think, where Logan is like enraged and punches Roman in the face. Remember, he loses a tooth and then Kendall jumps in and like basically stands between them and like yells at Logan, like, don't do like, no, you don't do that. And it was so like instinctual and automatic that like you get this sense that like 
this probably happened when they were kids where like Kendall felt like he had to protect Roman from like the dad's outbursts. Right. Cause like, yeah. and Logan did it with such like, like, like no hesitation whatsoever. Just like, <laughs> boom, like, like cracks, cracks Roman and like, you know, rem- like, you know, causes him to lose a tooth, knocks a tooth out. So like, yeah, the, the dad was like, you know, Logan was, a uh, was, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a force to be, to be reckoned with when they were kids. And I think like, Roman is terrified, right? And I think like that—that that may be like one reason why Logan doesn't fully respect him. I mean, there was that. Um, I think in season one, like they talked about, like Logan made this—I uh, don't know—he made this statement, something like, you know, when you have two dogs, let them fight, and then the loser you send away. And yeah. this was supposed to be about Roman being sent off to some kind of like boarding school or some kind of like, you know academy away from home and you know also like that 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 running joke during i think it was tom's bachelor party where uh you know roman accused kendall of locking him in a dog cage and feeding him dog food but then you know kendall was like well it wasn't dog food it was you know whatever it was regular food and you asked me to lock you in that cage and so there was like clearly some weird dynamics going on when they were kids um and connor and connor says what happened with he, yeah. and connor says you liked it Does, doesn't he tell roman like you wanted that oh, connor says you liked it that's right and and then there were those uh the other stories about like connor having to like take them out camping because their father wouldn't and yeah yeah i mean like i think all of this is supposed to be like you know sprinkled throughout the show to give us um some glimpse into like their early life and what what uh what logan used to be like but, yeah, but yeah, man, the yeah. punching scene was pretty wild. Like I, like I, I did not expect Logan to just like. I mean, you know, some some older generation they hit their kids, but like literally punching yeah. your son in the mouth <laughs> was uh, was really something. Especially that eighty year old man, right? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's pug- he's pugnacious. I I, I love the I love pugnacious. the Logan character. This is what gives it a sort of right wing like flavor because like you know, despite all the other stuff, it's like. Logan is clearly the star of the show. Like none of the like if none of the characters like he's not gonna die before the show's over. Like you know when he was like on death's door in the beginning of a uh, beginning of the show. It's like you know he's not going anywhere because he's just the best character by far. Like he's the star, and I think you're gonna. It's not like he's gonna die and then like Kendall's gonna carry the show or something like that, right? Um, I hope they don't do that. You know if it goes you know long enough, maybe you know. But I yeah I I think you know and I think I don't think like, yeah. Well, yeah, and I what think I see Tom, happening Tom is season, season four, it'll, it'll be about Tom, I think, right? Because, well, Tom is the one who betrayed Shiv yeah. and, you know, made this basically this alliance. I mean, like towards, remember, so Kendall invites Tom out for, you know, dinner or something, trying to like lure Tom away to join his side to help betray Logan. Yeah, right. And Tom says, like, I think you're going to get fucked because I see you get fucked repeatedly and I've never seen yeah. Logan get fucked once. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was like a foreshadowing. And uh, and I think season four is going to be like Tom thinking he's going to be Logan's successor, but will ultimately fail. I think that's kind of the dynamic of the show. Mm, but yeah, but so I'm not. He would sure, have you know? to. And, and then to... season five will be Greg. This is like this is just my sort of like uninformed speculation. But like four will be about Tom failing to succeed, and then Greg is going to be season five. And I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I maybe somehow like plot twist will succeed. Mean... To me, they sort of blended together the seasons. I, I didn't see it like you, or like each one was one of them. Like, oh, that was, how does season two end? Uh, uh, season two 
ends with right. Kendall saying, like, basically oh, yeah. refusing yes, yes. to take the blame. For oh, yeah. The... So Kendall is gone, right? And so Kendall is, like, out of the running. And it's got to be Shiv, right? And it, it's funny. The, his wife, uh, Logan's wife, Marsha, like, she, you thought in the first few episodes, like, she would be a big deal. Like, because they're, they're like, oh, you know, they're doing background checks on her. Like, who is this woman? Like, you think she's going to be a oh, force. Right. And then, like, nothing happens for three seasons. Three seasons, she's just completely in the uh, background. And you wonder if they're going to pick this up or maybe she's just she's not that good of a character and they're not going to – they're never going to do anything with her again, right? It seemed like they were mm-hmm. going in that direction but then, like, decided not to or something. Uh, yeah, I remember she – especially her and Shiv, they seem to have, like, this, yeah. you know, this kind of, like, adversarial uh, dynamic – and yeah, and then they just, I think, did they divorce already? I don't even remember because no, yeah, she was yeah, such I'm a. I'm pretty sure they, no, they didn't divorce. Uh, they were. They uh, didn't divorce. I think there's still like, fine. There were jokes about Logan they have, hooking yeah, up he with cheats, his he basically cheats on her. Yeah, he cheats on her. I mean, she knows it. But like, I, yeah, I don't think they did. They divorced her. She sort of, yeah, just deals with it. Yeah. And so I think she's, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think she's a good character, honestly. I think she's a. You know, I don't think I think Tom like I think when the show started, I don't think Tom was gonna be that important. I think Greg was always gonna be important. He was like the viewer, like the viewer's eye. I yeah. think Tom there's I have a, a anonymous guy response to my to me, one of my reply guys on Twitter. His name is Tom, whatever. What, what what's the guy Tom Tom's Wisebacher? Yeah, he's that's like his name and he has Tom's picture. And it's like so Tom's like <laughs> interesting enough that Anons on Twitter who like reply to me are like, you know, making him their carrot their avatar. Um which you know he Tom's the outsider, fun. bad. The 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 ambitious outsider. Greg is not the ambitious, he's sort of the opposite. Like Greg is sort of like this kind of like uh manages to hang around and, and hang on the edges, but Tom is like ambitious. Yeah. And, Isn't it funny uh, when Tom is trying to he's trying to get um Shiv pregnant? To, to like as a guarantee that she'll stay like she'll, it'll hobble her enough like handicap her so you can go to jail and like come out and she'll like still be with him did you see that well i mean it was, was it that i thought it was basically like so that he would still have like a confirmed connection to the family yeah right? i think that's right yeah so she'll yeah. still be with it right yeah, so so yeah she, or, or, or it she, could be like what you're saying right because he's probably aware that she would cheat on him and if she was pregnant then maybe she would be less appealing to i think you know but you know, i think he knows she, well, she would still cheat on him um, that's like, yeah, he's like, that's he, she would, but like, she would still have to stick with him, I guess, is the, is the, and like, it's a commitment thing. Like, she's not going to toss him aside. Like, you know, they have like, you know, she's put something into the marriage, which like, yeah. you know, they weren't get, And like, yeah, is she just also, starts talking about, like, she starts Tom talking about freezing. kind of more of a right wing figure too. You remember like when they're sitting on the beach season two finale and Shiv, like he basically like says to Shiv, like I can't believe you wanted to be an open marriage. I'm not a hippie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm he's, not a yeah, hippie. he's a conservative. He's like a he's a cuck conservative. He's like he's like he accepts he's it because he can't get any right. He's just, well, like, is he? Oh yeah, he is work. kind of a okay. And the fact that he's married he to Shiv, it. but he, he makes these like, uh he doesn't these, like these it, kind of comments, right? Well, he's the head yeah, of ATN. He doesn't, like he doesn't like it, right? But he, he like yeah. he, he deals with it. As, he deals the, with it for power. Right. Exactly. So he's um yeah. So well, he's, he's, he also yeah. made the joke about Hamilton. Remember, like when they're all at that Hamilton, Republican Hamilton, private yes. dinner, and Greg says like something, something, and Tom is like, "Oh, you, you this is a safe space. You don't have to pretend you liked Hamilton here." And uh, then Greg and the, says, yeah. "I liked Hamilton." And oh, another thing about and another thing about Tom is um, when they're all freaking out about that guy on the on the network. He's supposed to be like Tucker Carlson. Right. Um, he's supposed to be somebody like Tucker, like where he has like these, the right wing host. No, you don't think so? Wait, wait, which guy is this? The right wing the talk show host, the one who they said got married in Hitler's, uh, uh, Hitler's wolf. Oh, is that Tucker Carlson? I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't it's realize. Gotta be Tucker but, yeah, Carlson. I guess that makes sense. 
Okay. But like a more extreme Tucker Carlson. It's like a it's like a mix between Tucker Carlson and some like alt right prov- provocateur, right? Uh, so it's like okay. somebody who like you know, I think this is the way like liberals see Tucker is like flirts with white nationals. Like Tucker doesn't really like the, the stuff this guy's like into like Nazism and stuff, which is like you know different. But it's like an, ex- <laughs> it's an exaggerated version of how liberals. Uh, it was so funny. He's like, "Oh, you, you're, you named your dog Blondie, like Hitler's dog." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, it's spelled different." And that was that was pretty it's funny. Spelled different. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that and, was uh, interesting. He's like, I, he's like, I keep going. He's like, I keep like, have you ever read Mein Kampf? So Tom is like auditing him to see if he's like a Nazi. He's like, have you ever read Mein Kampf? He's like, yes. He's like, I'm into the war, Second World War. He's like, wh-? he's like, why? And he's like, the magnitude. <laughs> it's just like it's the like magnitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like. And uh, but Tom is like least bothered by it. like he talks to Greg. You see that one uh, thing where he's like Tom's like you know this is about Nazis. Nazis are bad, right? Like to Greg, like he doesn't even like know or care enough. And to Greg, he's like, yes, yeah. Nazis are bad, right? And like Tom's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, we all hate Nazis, Nazis, Greg. Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's like he's like oh, he's a, so he's like either like so right wing or like so indifferent that like he can't even process like other people being mad. At, well, like, it's you know, it's like, an interesting thing that like indifference codes as right wing somehow. Like just not being ideological and just taking like this neutral position of like I just want like whatever is you know like like Jerry's line. You know what what is best for my self interest? Like that just codes as right wing, right? It's like I don't yeah. really care about ideology. I don't really care about this or that or relationships. I'm just trying to do like what will maximize my own odds of success, and that in itself is kind of like this you know, right wing or conservative. Well, it's, it's like any, any regime world. with like a dominant, yeah, any regime with a dominant ideology, like not being like really into the ideology is itself like an ideology, right? So if you're like in North Korea and you're like, I don't like Kim Jong-un, like that's like very political. If you're indifferent towards Kim Jong-un, right? Um, that's very political. So it's like when I think when like- Okay, I see what you're saying. Where like every corporation yeah. and every like, yeah, like every, you know, every, and it's like, like the, you know, and like, you have to be a little bit political to like even resist this stuff because it's like everyone's instinct is like, like Tom is like, so it's interesting. So Tom is always like risk averse, self-preservation, this and that. But this Tucker guy, like this Nazi guy, he's like, he just doesn't get it or like doesn't care. And he's more, he's more willing to like, you know, he thinks Nazis are bad, but he's like, he's like not going to go root it out. Like he's not going to go make sure like everyone is ideologically correct on the network. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah. So there's but, that. But then, uh, with, with ATN though, it is interesting that like, they will make these like snide, like kind of tongue in cheek remarks about how ATN, like, you know, uh, whatever like promotes hate or spews hate or like you know someone i might have been shiv called it the bigot spigot um and so i think they're all kind of aware like tom himself too that like yeah they push things that are kind of like edgy or whatever like they don't agree with it right like they're just they don't really they're not yeah i guess yeah they're not ideological they don't really care they're not necessarily agreeing with it they're just like doing what sells right selling to the public what they logan i think agrees with logan i think agrees with it like I think, oh, Logan, you think Logan is on board with what ATN? Oh, yeah, yeah. He made that joke about like you know uh, something about like this this gender bender bullshit, something like that. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he and called, he's, he he's called, made a uh, couple called, of like racial remarks. Right? Yeah, like, he called uh, he called him he called uh, Rome a faggot at one point, right? Or oh, a faggot at some point, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's made a couple of different like gauge. Oh, like Kendall, right? Like Kendall in the in one of the early episodes of season one. Kendall had some kind of idea for like an app or something. And, and Logan was like, oh, are you going to tell me about your gay little website? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, think so like, he's yeah, like I casually think... racist, casually homophobic. Like, I, so maybe yeah. it, it, to some degree, ATN reflects his worldview or whatever. But 
it seems right. like the kids are kind of just doing whatever you know whatever's in their own self-interest Although, you know, it's so it's fascinating when they um when they go to the republican thing whatever where they're picking the next president and they each have their own and shiv picks like this guy who's marco rubio this guy's supposed to be marco rubio because or somebody like that because he's hispanic oh the black. brown man yeah the brown man well, that's what that's what Roman called him. Something oh, like, "Oh, yeah. you like, oh, like you're you're you you. Of course, you would support the brown man or something like that." Yeah, and so yeah, so he's like, she's like trying to be GOP more establishment. Um, you know, at one point she says like about this other guy, he's like, "Oh, come on, he's a neocon pretending to be a paleocon." I said, "All right, this show's getting a little bit too cute," but <laughs> it was like it was like for you know it was very it would try to it's it, the people who made the show. I mean, knew something about American politics. And these sort of divisions. So the guy that Rome likes. And conservative like politics. Yeah, exactly. So like they know these divisions, right? You have like this Marco Rubio type um, who's like Republican establishment. You have that other guy um, who the – so the president is actually – the president says he's not going to run again. The president – we never see the president. Like we're supposed to think, is it Trump? Like I think we're supposed to think that. Like we're supposed, is it Trump or is it like a Trump? Because you don't see him. The vice president does seem like Pence because he's just like a white hair old man who's just like there and like it's just a generic like conservative politician, right? So like Pence mm. is there, who's like you know he's gonna he's gonna uh, try to run to be the successor to the president, who's Trump. But Trump Trump doesn't. But but the but the president decided not to run again because people were saying mean things about him in the media, which is not what yeah. Trump does, right? And th- that made me think it's this is this is not supposed to be Trump, but it's always mysterious. Mm. They never say the president's name. They never show him. Mm. Um, he's just he's there. He's he's somebody. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be. I think it's just supposed to be like just some like some Generic vague Republican? Republican president that that Logan is close with. Um, yeah. But but but, but it's, it's but it's so it's so really. in the present moment. That like, mm-hmm. you know, like Sanders, like Bernie Sanders is like in the Senate, right? Yeah. So, and he's yeah. like running for president. So it's like so much in the, such in the current moment that like, you have to think what is, and like Trump is like, Trump is like the perfection of like ATN. He's a perfection of like talk radio and, uh, and uh, cable news and, you know, this like this clickbait stuff. Like this is what he plays the best. So the fact that Trump is not in the show is, you know, or, or, or is he, it's sort of a, uh, just a gaping hole. And like then there's this president guy who we never see. And I think you're supposed to be sitting there the whole time. And I love like wondering about this. Like, is it actually Trump? Is it or is it like, I don't know, Chris Christie or Mitt Romney or, or something, right? Um, yeah. you know, but then but then the yeah, but then he doesn't run for re-election. And then it's like, oh wait a minute, it's 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 not Trump. And you know, they never like they never make like jokes like, oh, like if it was like Trump, you know, they would they would make like jokes about him behind his back, right? They would like, you know talk about how funny it is like this guy's president how he acts or they would make some like offhanded comment right like you could easily imagine like shiv saying like oh i'm gonna go get lunch with ivanka right like like some kind of like no, no, uh, subtle it comment like that. it wouldn't literally be trump or maybe it would be mm. maybe it wouldn't be it would, like, it's not, you wouldn't have a because they, they make trump. references to other real world figures right like they've made references to mark zuckerberg uh, yeah, they've made references politicians. to like real world no, people. No, there's no Nancy Pelosi. There's no Mike Pence. There's yeah. no politics. Like, because because you can't you can't have like a world with like a fake Bernie Sanders and like a real Chuck Schumer. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. And so who was yeah, uh, who was that guy supposed to represent that that um that Roman backs right? Like Shiv is very upset because she wanted the other guy, and then Roman yeah, is hanging out with like this. You know, is he like alt right or something? This like yeah, you know, he's I like alt. He's guy. like some combination of alt right and like Catholic. Uh, you know, these integralist people. Um, oh right. Yeah, I don't think there's any. He makes fun of National who, Review. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, so he's, he's, he's more. Uh, he's more. 
he's a representative of these intellectuals. He's not a, um, he's not like, there's not one figure. He reads like, Plato like, or he tells Schiff to read Plato. Yeah. Like somebody like Josh Howley is like trying to be that guy, but he's not very good at it. So it's like sort of oh, Josh Howley. Interesting. Like, okay. Trying that kind to be of like the, you know, sort of like the capture the energy of these people. Josh Howley is just very uncharismatic while this guy is charismatic. Um, but this guy, you know, so he has a seed where like Rome is trying to see like, you know, how extreme he is. And he's like, you know, and like the guy, whatever his name is, he's like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I want to include everybody. And Rome is like, does that, you know, does everybody mean like, every, you know, everybody? What about like immigrants or something like that? And then the guy's like, well, look, you know, there's immigration is fine, but like it has to be at a pace that we can absorb. And like people are more likely to contribute to the common good, you know, when they, others look like themselves. That's just a fact of nature. So Scientific he's got the fact, like, yeah. He, uh, he, I don't know, does yeah, he I say scientific that. fact? I don't know if he says. I, don't I know think he said so. That. I think he because says the, the, like he. Uh, the scientific fact thing is okay. If that that changes a lot because you have these Catholic people, um, I don't know much about them, but they're like they're on the right and they're they're into like whatever Catholic philosophy stuff, right? Like Adrian Vermeule, like people who like him, but like not as not, not like specifically him. He's not like involved in the conservative movement. But then you have like. Uh, HBD, like white nationalism, which is like, which was sort of there in like 2015, 2016. There was like, you know, there was that they, people were on the internet. They all got kicked off the internet and they would say something like, this is a scientific fact, right? Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, supposedly this guy is like flirts with fascism, right? Like Shiv just straight up calls him a fascist. Yeah. She like, she freaks out, right? Cause she's like, oh, like he's a threat to the American experiment or something or yeah. the American Republic, Yeah, but, which is like very so, yeah. odd for... Yeah. Like any yeah, so of the Roe children to be so no, but like so for, impassioned about it. It's not odd for shit because she's arguing for her own like perspective too. So like there's two ways to look at it. She's still like sort of a liberal, or then she's like she's not a liberal. She doesn't care about anything, but she uh but you Does know she she's care trying about to America? Win. Like maybe, but or maybe oh not, I see what she, you're saying. She's like, trying she to win elections. Herself, she tells herself well, she tells herself she cares. And then yeah. she like but it's her own interest to support Marco Rubio. The other, the, you know, the, the because you think you're there. saying that if, if Marco Rubio is the nominee, then the Democrat will have a better chance of winning. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying she's a, she, she cares about Shiv. She doesn't care about Democrats. She cares about Shiv. She cares about oh, her own prospects. And yeah, she's yeah. trying to win a debate over like with Rome. Rome has this uh, whatever this this far right wing guy. Um, hmm. And then uh, uh, and then so Shiv like it helps to say like this other guy is harmful to democracy and like he'll destroy everything. Right. And then like, you know, it makes sense for her to do that for her own interest. So like she can have her guy. Right. So it's like it doesn't mean that like. But, she but why cares. is he her guy, though? Like what's like, I don't know. I, know? I, I just don't get like why, why she would care. I mean, I think she probably I mean, OK, so like if she has to choose a guy, right, she's going to go like. You know, she's gonna choose that. Like one, a more right? moderate. Like it was, it was un- inevitable that like Rome was gonna have a guy and like Shiv was gonna have a guy, right? And so, like, you know, I suppose. Did they end up settling? Did they choose? So they did. Logan chose Roman's guy, right? Like the, the yes, far-right I think guy? that's that's the yes, that's the facet. I so think is he gonna be true, the president? Right? I wonder. Like that, that well, might make succession an interesting show if like, you know, they have this, you know, pseudo fascist president who's close with Logan, who Logan basically yeah. crowns the king. Um, if Logan like actually makes him, you know, the yeah, I remember, somehow. I remember this. Yeah. Logan does. Doesn't he, because the, um, he asks for a Coke. What was that scene? Um, where he asks oh, right, for a Coke and then one of, one of them brings him a Coke or one of them doesn't, and then he doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like the one who brings him a Coke or he does like the one who brings him a Coke. Like one refuses to bring him a Coke. 
You know mm, what I'm talking about? Is that what it Probably was? Nothing. Yes. Oh, I don't remember if it was the... Co- <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the scene, but I don't remember the significance of it. Yeah, yeah. It was like... Um, let me but I know that it confirmed that it was the... Um, right. So he demanded yeah. that Pence, Boyer, who's the vice president. I'm just going to call these guys Pence, Rubio, and, you know, uh, right-wing guy. So P- Boyer, who is Pence, um, you know, he oh, doesn't right. bring him the Coke. I remember uh, that, yeah. And then, uh, or does he choose him? Um, let's see. This is uh, season three. So the, uh, sorry, this is a, um, uh, this is important. Season, <laughs> this is important because this is, uh, this is not only for the show, but this is for the, um, uh, yeah, this is for, um, you know, the future of the show. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, this is such like you can analyze it like for poli- people into politics. Uh, this is I'm like, sure like know. someone like someone on like what like yeah maybe maybe actually National Review itself. Oh no, so Boyer, like, the Pence guy, actually does bring him a Coke. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, do I? Okay, and then uh, Salgado, I guess, is the Rubio-ish uh, guy. And oh, the other guy is called Menken. Wait, he's called Menken? No way. Oh, Menken, so like, right? Yeah, yeah. He's it's called Menken. Menken. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's he's, he's literally he's that's a little bit too on the nose to actually call him Menken. Why? Why is that too you on the nose? What do you mean? You don't know who H. L. Menken was? Uh, well, H. L. Menken, I, I know the name, but I don't know. Okay, so he was a very right-wing writer who was like maybe like a precursor to like the alt-right. So he was like one of the biggest writers in America, um, uh, you know. And then I, and he was like he was like uh, anti Roosevelt. He didn't want to get into World War II. He was like anti any like social welfare programs. Um, he was like you know a super libertarian, but also like you know racist, quote unquote racist and misogynist, like for the time um, and all that. Uh, so he's he was he's beloved by like a lot of people, like uh, intellectual people, all right. So his name is H. L. Mencken, um, and so they called this guy Mencken, which is yeah, like two on the nose for like what the show is. Uh, uh, you know, what the sh- it's usually a little more subtle than that, but maybe that is subtle. Maybe just to me, Mencken is like so obvious, but maybe it's not to. Uh, uh, maybe it's not yeah, to like, but I'm, people. I'm, uh, you know, I'm also like naive to, you know, the sort of roots of, of a lot of polit- political stuff in general. So maybe, yeah, maybe it was like a, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, they, so, so yeah, go on. Yeah. So they, they choose, um, they choose Menken. Anyways. Yeah. That, that's it. No, I, I'll say one more thing. I, I thought that was funny. He's like, you know, he asks him if, like, I think Roy asks, or uh, Rome asks him if he's like a fascist or something. He's like, I'll take ideas from anybody, like, whether it comes from, I don't know, he names somebody and then he's like, or H, who's like, you know, H, like Hitler. Like, he's like, or H. <laughs> did, you, did you see okay. this? I don't remember no, that. No, he asked him, he's like, what are your intellectual efforts? He's like, I'll, even if someone is bad, I will take him if they have a good idea. It's like, X, Y, Z, and also, you know, H. And he's like, H. Oh, okay. Guy H. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That's uh, yeah, that's wild. I mean, yeah, you gotta yeah, go back and watch. Yeah, that was a, a that was of... a great scene. Yeah, that whole like yeah, that whole dynamic was interesting. I mean, I don't even know if yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a uh, that was interesting. I mean, one of the things that I liked about the show was, I mean, the dialogue in general. You mentioned how it's kind of like too cute, right? The sort of oh, he's a neocon pretending to be a paleocon, and 
there's a lot of like, yeah, I thought the dialogue in the entire show was was pretty well done. It's kind of unusual, like the insults that Tom uses, the um, the way that they, they like this is the only show I've seen where they use um, uh-huh so much as a as a way to like hmm. communicate like dialogue like it, it serves like multiple functions in the show where like it could just mean yes, but it could also just mean like, yeah, but I think you're bullshitting me. Or like Logan, whenever Logan says, uh-huh, it's yeah, kind of like, I'm, I'm pretending to say yes, but I don't really mean yes. And the thing um, about Logan is when he does this, when he says like, uh-huh, or like grunts or something, it's always like, you don't know if it's like he's just old and like he's like out of energy or he's processing yeah. everything. And he's just like, you know, he's holding his cards, you know, close. Like there's always that subtlety, especially in the first few seasons or the first season um, where he's like, you know, just recovering like you never know like how well he is when he peed in uh kendall's office it was that was oh, a yeah. fascinating like how was he all there or was he just like like a dog like marking his territory or like some combination oh, right of, you know, i don't know yeah yeah they, pl- they play kind of fast and loose with logan's health status where like every season there's some kind of like a health crisis with logan i think the he had the uti and his sort of like brain malfunction. Yeah. Uh, I think in season three. And no one knows what to do. Yeah. They have to like feed into his delusions. Uh, yeah, during, yeah. I think this was like a shareholders meeting. Uh, no, no and where they were going to determine whether it was going to, they were going to do something. They were going to sell off the company or something. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do. And they went back and forth. And I think ultimately they decided against it. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Logan's health status is is like constantly kind of hanging over the show. Uh, and it's odd because some sometimes he seems like very vigorous and lively but and healthy. Isn't that what happens when you're old? I mean, isn't that just like is that's it? like not very unrealistic? I, I thought that like, you know, sort of once you're on that sort of downhill. I mean, I mean, unless he's on like medication and other things that we're kind of unaware of. But I think like once you kind of start losing your mind. You no, don't but like he doesn't lose his mind. He had, a UTI he, had a, he had a UTI infection, so that like his brain wasn't gone. His brain it was never. He was he was in a coma. Is that true? And I guess and like yeah. Was, no, it was an infection. It was like he had to take the medicine. As soon as he took the medicine, his brain was back. I mean, it was just like a, right? a temporary. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. age, though, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, don't like, know I mean, it's only Joe, so like you know, of course they can do this if they want. I mean, maybe no, they, but, uh, they accelerated uh, his recovery. Yeah, it's not like no how. How yeah? How much he's all there is a is an open question, but I don't think it's weird for like you know they say about like even people with Alzheimer's they say there's good days and bad days. So he doesn't have Alzheimer's, right? He's just like yeah. sort of on the down. So he's gonna be like he's gonna have some good days, but he starts the show when he starts the show. He's just had a major whatever it was a stroke or something. Um, yeah. So he's recovering. He's recovering from that. Like he's gonna reach some plateau, but he's gonna still have like good days and bad days. He's gonna be more energetic and you know sharper some days uh, than others just because he's old. Um, so uh, yeah, I really I like what they. I mean, I like what they do. I like this because it's like it's like yeah, like this is like what people. So it's like nice. so it's like this is what being old I think is like. And like he has this part of him that's like the intellect, but like he also has a part of him that's like instinct, and that's what he's been working on his whole is working off of his whole life. And he, um, you know, it's like it's like his instincts are still there when he goes and pees and Kendall's off. It's like, it's not random where he goes pees. Oh, yeah. He like goes pees like where he like, you know, where, where, where he would make the most statement. And then like he has a, you know, he can say he can have some plausible deniability, but a part of him, you know, of course knows what he's, uh, what he's doing there. Um, so yeah, I think rogue, I think this, um, you know, this grunting and this aha that you talk about, um, I think it has a purpose. 
Well, it's not just Logan, but I guess one could argue that like maybe the kids picked it up from him when they were, you know, when they were kids or something, because all the all the Roy's I think it's all the Roy's. Right. I don't think we ever really hear Greg say it. Tom, I can't really recall. But yeah, Kendall and Shiv say it a lot. Um, Roman, maybe to a lesser extent. But but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Roman. So what like is Roman? Is Roman actually a pervert or does he pretend to be a pervert to like, you know, whatever, uh, mess with people? Why do you think he pretends? I mean, he's, he always makes these like, oh, no, 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 no. he is, I guess in a way, because we have seen him with, with Jerry, right? Where like, she'll, you know, talk to him while he jerks himself off. But to Um, you, for a guy who can have sex to you, is that a pervert? That's not a pervert. I get well, I guess like, you know, in, in this kind of colloquial case, we're using it as like a shorthand for someone who can't have sex the normal way. Um, so like there's a thing of like being asexual, right? And so like there's that. But like, OK, that's like I would say that's not a pervert. But if like you are like doing th- things like he wants to know. So he, well, wants he wanted to the girl to pretend to be dead. Exactly. Exactly. So that's he kind of. Sex. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, he says that, right? Like where where she asks like him to to have sex with her. And he says like, okay, uh, can we make it a little bit weird? And she's like, what do you mean? And then like later, it's like, you know, he just wants her to lay there and pretend to be dead. Um, I mean, there was that kind of. But then, but then, like, kind of the worst part, he's like, he's talking, he's he's talking, he's uh, he's like objecting. She's like, is is this not okay? He's like, well, a corpse is supposed to be dry. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really <laughs> yeah. pretty dark. I mean, but but like in the first, I think it was the first season. Remember where he sort of orchestrates, uh, like some girl. I don't remember who she was. Uh, to to give her phone number to the waitstaff at one of the dinners, and then later, um, the guy's calling her, and so the phone's vibrating, and Logan like presses the phone against her while they're making out. And I think like this was like an act of cruelty on Roman's part, right? Because he wants to like know that this guy's trying to get her while he's hooking up with her. But yeah. that was like the only time where you really see Roman like, you know, in that sort of seductive frame of like being with a you know a woman his own age in like a really sexual situation where I don't you don't actually see them like, you know, fully fully uh, engaging in the act, but like they're making out and he's like you know has this like dark look in his eyes when the uh, phone starts ringing. Yeah, so, I don't have, but yeah, but like I, I don't know if that you never see him do anything like that again. And well, no, he's trying to have sex. He has this like corpses. I think like wanting to like have Jerry, this old woman, yell at him while he masturbates. To me, that's a pervert. I don't know. Is that a, <laughs> that a pervert to you? Well, yeah, how high are your yeah, yeah. And sending her dick pics, right? He well, he sends her dick pics and then accidentally yeah. sends his dad. But a that's dick like pics. so normalized. It's like almost like that's uh, that's not. But like to, yeah, fact that it's like an old like sixty five year old woman. Yeah, it says this um, old lady who just yells yeah. at him while he jerks off, yeah. and that's like his way of flirting. And she tells him to stop, right? She explicitly tells him you can't do well, this, and he keeps doing it. Yeah, but she's she's encouraging him. That, that's part of the game. I think she tells him to stop, but then she like always like goes yeah. along with it. Um, I think yeah, I think she's she's guilty in this too. But he's uh, not like you know. I think like early on, you're supposed to be like questioning like is Roman gay, but then I guess yeah. he's not gay. I don't right? think he because he's, he has I this weird love affair with gay. Jerry. Yeah. He can't have sex. But he just can't have... But, like, I wonder if there's, like... It, will the show provide an explanation for this? Or is this just, you know... I think it's uh, supposed Rome. to be part of his, like... 
personnel. Like he's like got like deep inferiority. Like I don't have a good model of like how sexual perversions or devi- deviants uh, deviance works. Like I don't have a good model of that in my head. Uh, but I think yeah. what the show is trying to do is something like he's so screwed up from you know how he grew up or whatever uh, that he is um, you know he doesn't think he deserves to have sex or something like that. I mean he doesn't like you know he's a uh, he's like maybe can't be vulnerable enough. I don't know something like that. And he likes to be like abused. He finds it fun like you know enjoyable that's the only thing that gets him yeah, off Yeah, verbal right? abuse yeah right maybe physical i don't know like we maybe we, we don't see it but like it's like uh yeah exactly um mm-hmm. so i think that's what's going on right i think that's what's supposed to be going on um but he's also i mean he's fascinating because he's also confident very confident in a way right he's very like you know he's like you know you get the idea that like he is like he is good at dealing with other people. He's good at like being in the room and like making deals and like he's charismatic. Um, and you know, he's smart. He seems smart. Um, and so it's like the sex stuff is like, uh, you know, and then like, I think like, I think that like, uh, Logan respects reach him. Out to his siblings. Yeah. There were times where he would ask them like, do you ever want to just like talk like normal? And they, and they like either make a joke or shut him down or whatever. Like yeah. he, he, you know, he's asked like, do you guys has, ever want to just like, talk loyalty. about, he has, he has family loyalty. Unquestionably. He has that, uh, positive trait. And I think he's um, the closest to being aware. Well, yeah, I don't know if that's, but he, he is, he's the only one who ever addresses the fact that like they had a fucked up childhood, right? Like with the, with the, like being locked in the cage as a dog, and then later on, he asks, you know, do you guys ever want to just talk about what we went through, something like that? And like to speak to them like normal is what he said. Do you guys ever want to just speak like normal? And I think what he's saying is like, do you guys ever want to speak without like, you know, like like basically putting like shutting each other down, insults all the time, uh, you know, power yeah. games to just like speak on a person to person level? And, well, and yeah, the childhood, the childhood, you know, thing is like it's sort of it's subjective, right? Because it's like. You know, it's not like everyone has to remember it the way he were. He was like, you know, is he just a weak or strange person or something? Or did his dad pick up on that and like treat him a certain way? Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm getting. Of- that's that, that was sort of my impression was that like he he probably had like a, a a more delicate personality in some ways. And Logan sensed that and and jumped on it and he became his sort of a. Uh, you know the target for for most of his abuse yeah. but i think because i think he's he, the one who's the most afraid of logan whenever logan raises his voice or like acts i mean he literally punched him so it's understandable but like yeah, yeah. whenever logan sort of like becomes sort of a loud and whatever like you can see roman like physically kind of cower or like you know his body language kind of shifts yeah so no unquestion yeah unquestionably he's that i think logan i do think though in the end Logan respects him more than Kendall because Kendall like like Logan is I mean uh, uh Roman is like a screw up but like Kendall was like just trying to basically be his dad and then like but couldn't handle like the pressure and I think he sees like Roman as like so like a free spirit who has like natural gifts and like will apply them but is not like like he doesn't need it like he he likes the money but he doesn't need ATN right um mm. and i think that's sh- like logan uh, uh kendall needs atn or he needs something like when kendall tries to become like this influencer i love those scenes where he's like trying to like he's like what should i tweet like he's just like you know it's like you're supposed to feel bad for this guy that he's sort of like this and roman doesn't have that kind of insecurity it's a different insecurity it's like it's like 
you know, it's like something, you know, about like, you know, himself that's very deep and intimate. He doesn't like, he's not going to be, he doesn't need, like, he's not out there fishing for like what the rest of the world is going to give him. Right. He wants something maybe from his dad and maybe from his family, but not the rest of the world. And Kendall, I think is sort of pathetic because he sort of needs like to be a social media influencer or like feel like an important guy to get ahead. So yeah. I, I, I find I mean, you can see that with his birthday, right? His 40th yeah. birthday. Yeah, that was funny. Where he has love, this I massive monument to himself, <laughs> but then he freaks out because he can't find his child's birthday gift. And yeah, he starts yeah. crying. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah. tell, I mean, you could tell, I sort of, I sort of like sympathize with Roman. I, I don't know if I'm, um, I'm uh, uh, unusual here. And then like, but not with Kendall. I think that's the normal reaction it's like well maybe people sympathize with kendall as like i don't know like if they're like oh like he's it's so hard for him but like to me it's I like i think i'm i think i'm like logan what time is it in the in the where you are it's 11 way? here um okay yeah, are we you getting fired like yeah <laughs> relatively soon yeah yeah it's 11 p.m uh but yeah 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 i mean is there i guess like i mean one of the things that I wanted to, I mean, we sort of touched on this before was that both Tom and Greg are sort of these outsiders. They don't seem to have like self-defeating behaviors of the Roy kids, right? Where like, you know, Kendall has his addiction. Roman has his sexual proclivities like Shiv, you know, I guess she has her own kind of, I mean, it's not quite as apparent, but she has her own yeah. kind of shortcomings too. And oh, I guess like maybe this desire for her dad's approval, but also like, you know, this kind of insecurity, which like Logan points out, that's why she married Tom in the first place. You know, he says, oh, you married a man beneath your station or something and referring oh. to Tom. But like, yeah, Greg and Tom aren't like I- I'm curious to see how their alliance will play out. You know, like there there was that very kind of disturbing scene where Tom, you know, do you remember he tells he tells the story of Nero and Sporus? Um, yes. So he goes to yeah he goes to Greg's office and says like oh you know Nero castrated his slave Sporus and then he pushed his own wife down the stairs and married Sporus and made him dress like his wife and then like tells tells Greg I would I would castrate you and marry you any day yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, no. and then later he betrays his wife and enters an alliance with Greg pushes her down the stairs and, and seeks to castrate Greg <laughs> is that what he's yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah kind of <laughs> right like the show's like yeah. modern updated version of this. And, you know, I'm curious, like, I think that alliance could work because neither one of them, I mean, Tom is insecure. I don't, I don't really get insecurity from Greg. I think like they may actually be able to work something out where they trust each other too, right? Like, I think part of the reason why Tom took Greg under his wing is to keep him under control. Like he, he felt like, oh, here's this other interloper, this outsider who may like take my position. I need to keep an eye on him. So I'll kind of bully him and keep him under my thumb. But then Greg turned out to actually be like a kind of decent guy. I mean, he knew how to play the game with like the blackmailing and the papers and stuff, but they did form like the closest thing the show has to a friendship. And yeah. I wonder if like that'll actually work out with them, like working Are together. We gonna, well, and... it's going to be interesting to see how Tom develops because like, you know, if he betrayed Shiv, like, can he have like an like he's all like his the entire show has been him like running around putting out fires like being scared um you know living in fear of like you know shiv and like you know trying to look the other way and not be too upset by her cheating it's so, like if he has a break with shiv and like it's a, to his benefit like logan starts promoting him like how does you know how does he act in those situations he's gonna have to be uh, a different character you know it's gonna be very interesting to see how that plays out yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the 
Tom probably started out like loving Shiv, but I mean, his his main goal seems to also be like power before everything else. I mean, he stays out of the family squabbles as best he can. And I mean, there was that great scene where he walks in this is like season one where Shiv and Roman are beating each other up in you know that room in the hospital and Tom walks in and sees it. And then he just walks right back out and walks away like, you know, this is like not my problem. I'm not going to get involved. Like he's yeah. he has his eye on the prize, I think, of like, you know trying to climb up without getting any of the Roy family on his bad side. Um, and then ultimately, yeah, he teams up with, with Logan, you know, I yeah. guess because he, he senses, like he says, like Logan never gets, he never gets a uh, fuck. So he's probably the right, right guy to, yeah. to, I mean, Tom was willing to go to jail for him. Like that's how much he trusts Logan, right? Like he was literally willing to go to prison because he, he figured that like banking that favor was like, you know, a critical move in his step towards yeah. power. He needs the, yeah, he needs the baby. He need, I think he needs the baby to sort of, you're, you're talking about people need guarantees for stuff. Like that is like him trying to get like a written guarantee of something where you can't, uh, you, know, you, can't baby, do that. So. you can't do that just through, through writing. Yeah. Did, did they ever agree to have, does Schiff ever go along and agree to have a baby? She, they start talking about freezing eggs. They never get there, right? Yeah. I don't think they, they and I, I'm not sure that they will at this point, but who knows? Like, right. They may be, they may, oh, I think, uh, I think they're finished. Aren't they finished? Doesn't Shiv know that like he betrayed them? Um, aren't they probably? That's what I'm saying. Like probably, yeah. but you know, yeah. the show could go in an odd direction where like maybe in the interim between the end yeah. of the seasons that he talks Shiv into joining the Alliance against Kendall and Roman or probably won't happen. I mean, I don't really see it going that yeah. way, but you know, one thing I hope know. it doesn't, I think it's at the right level of like political and political, uh, you know, uh, has the right level of politics and preachiness. I hope it doesn't go like it's getting a slightly more preachy. It's still okay for me. Like at the beginning, like at the beginning, like I didn't even know like they were supposed to be a right wing network. I don't think that's even clear until maybe like halfway through season one or late. So you get that. You get like these uh, these things. But we've as we've talked about, it's sort of balanced. You could see like sort of the right wing points in there, um, but you see like the left wing perspective too. I hope it doesn't go into a direction where it's just like building up to be just like a left wing screed, right? I hope it doesn't go oh, in that direction. Yeah. Um, I hope it's, you know, well, one thing we didn't talk about, which we probably should talk about, like one of the early things where Greg is like, when he gets hired, he's watching the um, uh, the diversity video. <coughs> and they're like, okay. and all the diversity video has all these different races. And it's like, you know, we're, you know, diverse here. And then he's like looking at the room. And then it's like white man after white man. And like, there's a parade of white men like coming out. And it's, I think it's like, it's interesting because like, I think they needed to do that because like it's, it has remarkably a low level of diversity for like a show in, you know, 2021 um, uh, or 2022. Right. And they had to like have one comment on that to see like, Oh, they're hypocrites. They're, they're have a corporate diversity video, but you know, they don't live, they don't live uh, up to it. Um, and um, yeah, that was, I mean, I thought that was interesting and it's like the show justifying it. To itself it's like you, you have to have like a reason to not be diverse like you can do it in like game of thrones and like you could do it in like yeah. old shows well like- what's interesting is that like if okay so if this if they were uh depicting a left-wing news organization um i think they would put like you know uh black executives and more women and like it would be more diverse somehow right like if this was a, a portrayal of like the pierce family's media empire you would see more people of color and so, like, it's, it would certainly see I, more women. I don't know if the, I, I don't I, know if I think yeah. they would they would try to like they would make it more diverse than it would be in real life, simply because it was a left wing news organization, yes. and they would want to like portray it as something better than it really was. Yes, right. I think in this case they had to portray it as something worse than it really is, 
but then to fend off any criticisms of, you know, oh, like, why is it all white people? It, they had to put that little cute scene in there to yeah. show like, oh, you know, oh, this is why. And so. And, but but they like, also, I mean, I, mean I, but I think, but what makes me think the show is sort of right wing or, or the producers maybe are, is like they have other opportunities to introduce diversity, like tech mogul, mongols. Like when they're talking yeah. to people who are like big in tech, there's like an Asian guy, that gay Asian guy, right? And then there's that like white blonde guy, yeah. right? Uh, from Europe. And so like, you know, you, you could imagine shows that would make like the computer genius, like a black woman, like a tech entrepreneur, right? And they yeah. don't do, they don't do anything <laughs> like that. Well, so, so you're saying, like just by reflecting like patterns re- oh, like yes, regularities that exist in reality it makes oh, it yeah. right wing yeah, <laughs> which is course, in a no. way there's there's some truth to that right because like part of part of a lot of entertainment isn't reflecting reality as it is but like trying to push an agenda to make it what you wish it would be right. um and, and, and you, this does yeah the show doesn't really do that yeah. so no yeah, i mean yeah, that is I mean, fundamental so fundamental the producer of the show the creator is actually british um, uh-huh. and I wonder if that's that, I don't know what his politics are, but I wonder if like, just like not being American makes him like a, a more keen observer of these kinds of dynamics and, and makes him less ideological, uh, in some ways. I mean, it's really interesting that a British person could have like his, you know, could, could yeah. you know, portray American life this accurately, or at least like yeah. this sort but of people, segment of American People overseas, life. particularly English speaking countries, they often pay very close attention to American politics. Um, so I don't think it's that weird and then the, yeah. you have the murdoch thing and murdoch is you know all over the english-speaking world the, the empire uh oh, yeah, that's he's Mail australian is, murdoch so, yeah he's australian yeah. i think they own the and Gale, i think that's why the, uh logan is scottish right because there's there's like surprisingly a lot of i mean not that like a lot of scenes are in the uk and you know but i guess yeah because logan is scottish so they're able to do that like work that into the character so yeah. but anyway man i should get going um yeah. It is getting late. Uh, speaking of the UK, uh, it's getting late here in Cambridge. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is the uh, this is what happens when you do eight hours apart. So, I'm yeah, I'm in California, and uh, you're in. Uh, but uh, but in, we're gonna keep uh, we'll keep doing uh, Succession. You know, as it comes out, we'll we'll do more of these, and uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll I'll resume Mad Men, so we can talk about that soon. Okay, yeah, we're gonna do Mad Men, and then other uh, you know people in the comments, um, either on my Substack or YouTube. Probably Substack is better because I, I probably less likely to read the comments on youtube uh if there's any shows you want to wa- you want us to watch or talk about or there's you know any comments you have about this uh rob is about to is about to pass out so i'm gonna let him go all right it was good fun man it was great talking to you all right yeah yeah appreciate it thanks richard